Hello and welcome to the Aditi show. This is a pilot episode of my podcast and I'm going to be talking about what exactly I'll talk about in this podcast in the future as well as give you an introduction to cryptocurrency, um bitcoin and entrepreneurship and tech related to money in the future. So first of all I want to say on this podcast I'm going to aim to bring as many uh entrepreneurs uh people from the creator economy creators influencers anyone who basically has a lot of information and will be able to talk about it um and just make a and yield a very interesting conversation so i want to first talk about um okay so how if you have any suggestions of who you want to see on this podcast let me know um you can reach out there's going to be a button somewhere here on spotify and let me know who you want to hear about on this podcast and i will definitely do my best i'm just trying to learn as much as i can by hosting this podcast and speaking to very um intelligent people so that's the aim of this whole thing okay so we're going to start um roll the tape cut this first episode is going to be about money and money making and to talk about this i think a very relevant point to start is talking about the book rich dad poor dad so this is a book um that is extremely critically acclaimed if you know even minutely about the world of business and economics this is probably the first book you'll be told to read and what it talks about is how rich people and poor people have different ways they deal with money and how they make that money either increase or stay the same or decrease for them over time so the primary and number one lesson in this book is the difference between someone who is rich and someone who is poor is a rich person makes their money work for them and a poor person works for their money so um a very big distinction that this book makes is that if you're a rich person you will find ways to not keep your money idle on the side whenever you have spare money in your account you will try to invest that in some kind of investment strategy that will yield you returns over time this is a nice interesting topic that we will build on again in the uh in the next few minutes of this podcast but i think that was a very important thing to say that if you want to increase your money you have to invest it in something whether that's a etf a mutual fund whether that's bitcoin which we will be talking about um but just the the key is investing your money you know um how much money you have also depends on how much how much risk you're willing to take depends on how much money you have and that varies from person to person but um you should definitely explore those options if you have x amount of money which you would be willing to invest or if you just have kept idle um there's this one quote by Steve Jobs and I keep hearing about this on various other podcasts that I listen to and what it says is that uh it's something along the lines of your life will change the day you realize that this world was built by people no smarter than yourself uh which basically means it's trying to encapsulate this idea of you can do whatever you want and you can be successful in it if you learn the necessary skills and you apply those skills because knowledge is idle and in many ways useless unless it is applied in some kind of field or work or situation where you use that knowledge for your benefit so that's kind of the aim of this podcast i think that nicely summarizes how i want to take whatever knowledge i have learned and talk to people who have more knowledge that i don't know of yet and teach that to you so hopefully one day you can put that into use and that can be um you know beneficial for you so one big distinction that is made is there is a difference between freedom and being rich so by definition freedom is the ability to make choices you know um if you're if you're a poor person maybe you only have the ability to have this bread um with with this meal for lunch or for dinner you don't have many options when you are more rich uh, richness is essentially being able to make more choices so when you have a greater amount of freedom you can make more choices on what you'd like to do in this case what you'd like to eat so um i want to divert a little bit away from this topic and i want to talk a little bit about 
global warming. So we all know global warming is a very big issue in today's day. Um, you know, greenhouse gases account for 60% of the destruction of um, the, 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 I forget what it's called, man, um, the ozone layer, right? And essentially, we all know that global warming is a big issue. And there's this new concept, which is talked a lot about in economics, which is called creative destruction. And creative destruction talks about how a new player enters a market with an extremely innovative and sort of sustainable solution or a sustainable product, and that kicks out all previous competitors. So this is something that I want to raise your attention about because it's interesting for the next point of information. So we all know that because of global warming, the usage of you know fossil fuels and oil is going to die out in the next few years, potentially even the next four to 10 years. Um, and, and at the moment, the, the, sustain, the non-sustainable energy sector, which is like oil, gas, um, coal, is currently worth about a trillion US dollars. So this transfer of wealth as a result of this creative destruction of sustainable energy solutions like you know wind uh, windmills um solar panels all those things this will have a extremely uh, this will have this will face a lot of a transfer of wealth so 1 trillion dollars will be moved from the coal sector into this new sector of sustainable energy and i think this is very exciting and very promising um for people who might choose to become market leaders or you know, launch startups in that sector just because it's going to start booming because of the direct transfer of wealth because of the dying out of, you know, um, non-sustainable um, energy practices. So I think that was something that was quite interesting for me. And um, linking on to global warming, I want to talk about cryptocurrencies because there is a very direct link that a lot of people might not directly um, know about. So if you don't know already, um, cryptocurrencies which is like Bitcoin, Ethereum, these are all made through a method um, called crypto mining, which is a very simplistic way of explaining it. But for right now, I just want to say, um, because of crypto mining, in many ways, cryptocurrencies cause global warming. Um, I will explain that further later. But first, I want to explain exactly what cryptocurrencies are. So for the lack of a better word, a cryptocurrency is sort of like a chain sequence of transactions that occurs for a single unit of that currency and this is a form of currency that is not regulated by any government or any central bank or any country or any global organization like the IMF, um, the International Monetary Fund. None of these regulatory bodies are able to control Bitcoin and how there's uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and how they are um, produced and sold and exchanged and this is why we often refer to um, cryptocurrencies as blockchain and blockchain is part of a decentralized system, which means it's not connected to any governments. So as far as my understanding is correct, um, what I believe is every single Bitcoin that you have or cryptocurrency, um, Bitcoin is a form of cryptocurrency. There's other forms like Ethereum, um, Doge, etc. But any form of a cryptocurrency can be created through a process which is called cryptocurrency mining. Now, cryptocurrency mining um, is a very rich industry but it requires a lot of investment cost to start up and to you know make a cryptocurrency mine so um you might be thinking you know like why does a currency which is digital and not actually physical need mining because mining you know seems like a laborious process but essentially how it works is in order to so so the creators of 
um, cryptocurrency. In this case, I'll take Bitcoin just to explain. Um, the creators of Bitcoin said that there will be X number of Bitcoins ever created and ever used in transactions. And once this limit is reached, there will be no more Bitcoins ever made in the future. So right now, I believe the um, the amount in the market is between 16 to 30%. So there's still around 70% of Bitcoins yet to be mined and brought into the market. But essentially how it works is any computer which uh, would like to mine or create a new Bitcoin um, needs to solve this extremely complex mathematical problem. And because that is an extremely complex code that needs to be cracked, um, essentially they need a lot of energy and a lot of highly, highly um, charged and ch charged systems that have a lot of um, processing power for the computers. Um, these, these are like just for a visual representation of this. These computers take a lot of space, perhaps the space of an entire apartment um, of just like a room full of computers, which work day and night, day and night, day and night, just to find a solution of this mathematical problem. Because if this mathematical problem is solved, um, the, 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 the company um, or the, the firm which is doing this Bitcoin mining will get rewarded with X number of Bitcoins as well as any loyalty fees. So whatever Bitcoin is produced, whenever those are traded in the future, the loyalty fees which is earned when the Bitcoin is sold from person to person will always come back to this initial miner. So this Bitcoin industry is a growing space, but obviously it requires a lot of capital. And um, unless, a f unless a firm is able to acquire a lot of capital, maybe through venture capitalists, it's often quite hard to do this. Another thing uh, about this process of mining is because so many laptops and so many computers are required, um, just the extent of technology makes it really harmful for the environment because of how much energy it uses and how, much, um, how, how inefficient it is in that sense. So because of that, um, these systems get really hot. Uh, this might seem a little funny, but this is a reason why most of the uh, cryptocurrency mines are located in um, Scandinavian countries where the weather is quite cold and there's a lot of investment, um, a lot of people who are willing to invest in cryptocurrency mines. So talking about that, um, I just want to talk about sustainable business and link on to the point of how cryptocurrency is not really sustainable, but it is definitely going to be something major in the future. Um, a lot of people are already predicting that in the future, transactions in like grocery stores will be so uh, possibly think that this entire industry and this entire concept is very new, but it's also very interesting. The fun fact is that a lot of governments around the world are still not sure about cryptocurrency. For example, in India, um, cryptocurrencies are actually not even legal yet um, for the sole reason that because they are decentralized, because they are part of blockchain, they cannot be regulated by the government. Um, according to basic economics, a government controls the money supply in a country and that affects a lot of different variables for them, which you know, can affect their international trade and you know, relationships in that sense, because it affects their exchange rate, which is the price of their money. Um, and that, that links to a lot of issues that they can possibly have if they cannot regulate the money supply properly. So because Bitcoin is sort of unregulated, uh, Bitcoin and any cryptocurrency for that matter, governments are quite reluctant against it. But obviously in the US um, market economy, there is no restriction, but some countries still have these restrictions. Um, and I, I personally feel that even though these restrictions do exist, it is definitely a very unsaturated market. And there are a lot of um, 
even like like 13 14 year olds who are starting startups in this space and they're genuinely very very innovative ideas and i think this space is quite unsaturated so in the future definitely there will be a lot of businesses that aim to profit out of this new system um because if you look at human history there's always periods of drastic change and instability and the rest of the world adjusting that change and then you have drastic change for example um the drastic change of of the internet and then the drastic change of um e-commerce and now this new drastic change which is bitcoin so bitcoin and cryptocurrencies i keep confusing the words um they're not exactly interchangeable like cryptocurrency is the form of currency and then the types are bitcoin ethereum doge etc so I that's my personal opinion um, a contrasting argument to what i have said until now so until now i have sort of displayed cryptocurrencies in a negative light because of all the environmental degradation and other issues that it causes in terms of the lack of control for governments um but on a personal level um the initiatives taken by people who are working in the cryptocurrency industry are actually quite beneficial and this is something that not many people know about so this was actually spoken about on one of the ranbir show podcasts i believe it was from the kunal shah podcast kunal shah is a billionaire who was the founder oh he's almost a billionaire and he founded um the credit credit card system in india uh, at the same time there's another individual um and and a group of individuals who are youtubers who also have such po- uh, content that relates to this topic who call the malkans view and essentially what they talk about is how in the new age and in the new world data is the new oil oil is not really going to be a commodity in the future anymore but data is that big game that companies are trying to profit out of um so so one way um that that cryptocurrency is kind of uh promoting being less data revealing and less transparent with data um is is through this browser for example called brave browser so brave browser is actually very interesting so if you look at your normal browsers like you use bing you use google chrome you use microsoft edge all of these browsers collect your data of what you search um what websites you visit and then they show you ads based on what exactly you have searched up this is something that most people know about but brave browser is quite different in the sense that you have to make an account when you use brave browser but it doesn't store any of your search data history whatever unless you allow them to so essentially how it works is you earn money by seeing ads on brave browser and brave Brow- if you if you make an account on brave browser they will pay you if you give them the data that you otherwise give unwillingly on other um search engines for example i use brave browser and i make an account and they will pay me money for them to get my data which will then be given to companies as companies usually take on google chrome without even my permission so this is a very good product um because it's free for you if you use this uh browser and you actually get paid for it but the benefit is that you get paid for it in cryptocurrency and in order to use cryptocurrency as money you need to make an account and you need to start transacting with cryptocurrency so this is a very um innovative way of the you know the people working behind the scenes um in cryptocurrency industries to encourage their product and encourage the use of cryptocurrencies um just to remove the uh, all the excess profitability that big companies like google um bing and all these search engines are getting and you know using your data without your without your consent so this is um i feel a really cool innovation um and it's definitely something that will be expanded on and innovated on in new products in the future but i think this is quite beneficial um another really useful benefit um and a really sort of equalizing effect of 
cryptocurrency is because it's based on blockchain so blockchain does not differentiate different sectors of society and it doesn't say okay you have x amount of so essentially how it normally works is if you want to take a loan um suppose you want to start a small business but if you are like a uh, not a rich person you know you live in a outskirt you don't have much money at all suppose you only have like 50 dollars in your bank account the bank will often look at you and say you're not credit worthy and you probably won't be able to return your loan and because you don't have many assets they won't give you the loan but in this case blockchain blockchain is an exchange of money um and it does not differentiate sectors of society so it's a tool that can be used to leverage equity just because it is an evolved financial system and it doesn't look at your previous financial um background have you been able to take loans have you been able to return loans do you default on your loans um so it's kind of an evolved financial system in that sense that it doesn't take into account your current um ability uh, to take a loan or current assets and it allows you to you know make transactions um and one important feature of blockchain is if there are five people um you know person a b c d e if person f was to buy this bitcoin from person e he would be able to see all the previous transactions of persons a b c and d before the person e and understand what exactly has been done with this money in the past um you know see how much of crypto has been um transferred how much was it worth at what price was it sold at or bought at so i feel this is a really beneficial advantage of cryptocurrency that not many people know about and until you um you know you watch you listen to podcasts like this until you educate yourself you don't really know and then um you know you just keep uh like reiterating the information you have but it's not just by referring to one of the um creators and one of the entrepreneurs who i really think has a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom his name is kunal shah um you can follow him on twitter and he has a lot of um really 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 thought provoking and interesting tweets which you can read um but essentially what he spoke about was in the context of india or in the context of currently developing economies that have not really reached that part of america the primary way for them to escape um all the issues that they have right now um in terms of like poverty um inequity and even the fact that their governments are unable to you know incite change is that they need to be run by entrepreneurs and the future of these countries if they are to come on the globe stage will be because of entrepreneurs will be because of people who are not uh people who are not chasing jobs who don't want to work in jobs but want to create jobs through their own businesses and their own startups it's the era of entrepreneurs in his own words and i definitely believe that this is a very bold and meaningful prediction and i think that is definitely has been the case um if you look at america america grew from entrepreneurs um and and people who imagined problems that didn't exist in the modern day that didn't exist in the times when they invented them um a good example of this which is which is mentioned in i believe rich dad poor dad or maybe another book called free economics is they talk about how the car the car um was invented as a solution for the horse because um previously people used to ride on horses and the initial unit of measurement of the speed of a car was horsepower so essentially if you go back into those times and you ask someone what would be a solution for your horse what better innovation would you want they would simply ask for a faster horse but the person who innovated the car thought of a whole new solution and imagined a problem that didn't exist at that time and they innovated a car and that ended up being game changing for the rest of the industry and for whatever future was to come so i think um one thing definitely to take back from this podcast is learn as much as you can 
um, educate yourself as much as you can and that will make you so much more all-rounded and so much more able to understand what's happening in the world and what you can do once again thank you for listening to this podcast stay tuned um we will be having videos i mean podcasts every week on on spotify so make sure you follow us and stay tuned for a lot more amazing um episodes of the rt show